This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. bartender podcast you are listening to anthony your bartender for the evening how is everybody doing good to hear from you guys good to see for you guys uh oh wait i can't hear or see you but i do check my social media on a uh extremely obsessive compulsive basis so it's kind of like i'm hearing you anyway so uh how's everybody doing we got a lot of stuff happening uh out in the world today uh, but uh, you're in my bar right now, so let's not try to think about it all that much. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but first we got to get the drink special out there. Uh, this week's drink special comes from Basement Bartender on Instagram. Uh, he's from Vit- uh, British Columbia. Uh, this one's called the Division Bell. This sounds really interesting to me. Uh, you get one ounce mezcal, half ounce of maraschino liqueur. Three-quarter ounce Aperol and three-quarter ounce lime juice. Put a, a garnish it with a grapefruit twist and, uh, oh, no, you, you just squirt some grapefruit juice in there and discard it. Uh, he said this the creator of this drink was somebody named Phil Ward, but Basement Bartender from Vancouver, British Columbia, brought it to my attention. Thank you so much, Basement Bartender. If you want to check out the stuff that he's got on his Instagram site, Go check him out at basement underscore bartender on Instagram now. Uh, well, drink specials out of the way. There's still 2020 just sucks. I uh, there's just so much crap happening and it happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, it started out, you know, fairly calm, smooth, easy. And then all of a sudden, coronavirus beat the crap out of everybody. Quarantine beat the crap out of everybody. Riots, protests, uh, toilet paper, uh, election, hurricanes. Uh, and, you know, you know, a lot of these people just want to sit back and have a relaxing drink. So we're going to pretend uh, that, uh, well, this is the closest thing that I can give you to a bar right now. Sure, I take social distancing to record levels, but, uh, you know, this is uh, mostly a show for bartenders and servers, something that we can all talk about and agree on. Uh, So, first things first, we're going to get the uh, business aspects out of the way. If you guys love coffee, if you guys insist on having your morning wake-up juice, head on over to bartendersowncoffee.com. It's coffee selected uh, and run by a bartender. And all you have to do is go to www.bartenderzonecoffee.com. And if you use promo code HEYBARTENDER on your order, you get automatic 20% off your entire order. You can get all sorts of different blends. You can get them espresso ground, regular ground, whole bean. You can even get them in K-Cups. So head on over to www.bartenderzonecoffee.com today. And also don't forget to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com where I put uh, episodes that I uh, that you can catch up on. Uh, I've got t-shirts. Pretty much all uh, just asking for support. 
uh, uh, help me get this podcast up and running uh, in the proper level. So head on over to bart- heybartenderpodcast.com today and help support a podcast by pick up a t-shirt or something. You know, something people ask me every once in a while is how do you deal with the bad nights in the bar? And I really have to remind them that not every night's a bad night. In fact, the good nights outweigh the bad nights majority of the time because if you're running your bar right, if you're practicing good customer service, every single person in that bar is your friend. However, there are bad nights. You get that one random person in there or accidentally uh, give a shot of tequila to a guy that you know can't handle tequila, and then all of a sudden magical things happen. Because everybody's got that one liquor out there that does the Jekyll and Hyde effect. You've heard me talk about that before. Tequila, some people just automatically want to fight. Some people automatically want to take their clothes off. Wine, uh, women just all of a sudden want to start crying. Uh, Beer, they want to fall asleep. Whiskey, uh, they want to vote politically. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it w- just alcohol, diff- various different kinds of alcohol can have different effects on sort all sorts of people. But, yeah, bad nights do come along every now and then. And, uh, well, you know, here's a generic example that uh, I, I think I told you guys about, but it's the best example I can possibly think of. Uh, truthfully, uh, I think I only served two out of the three guys, um, one beer. And these guys were newbies, freshly 21, you know, home from college. And they think, okay, I'm finally old enough. I'm going to go into the bar. And the thing you got to do when you're in a bar is start a fight. Okay, no. Uh, college kids, if you're listening to this, you that that's not the point of going into a bar. You don't go into a bar, especially my bar, to fight. You come into my bar to have a good time, laugh, and meet people. But you get those bad seeds every once in a while. Sure, right? the uh, these guys just think in order to have a good time in a bar, I have to fight. And truth being told, everybody, um, you know, in order to have a good time in the bar, in my opinion, is uh, to laugh, carry on, and... If I get so lucky to have a girl smile at me, talk to me, maybe even slightly debate that I'm take-home material, that's a good night for me. But I'm not I'm not saying that she has to take me home for be, to be a good night. That would be a great night. But I digress. Now, these two guys that came in, I had a regular customer. He was already in there. He, he was generally a nice guy, and uh, I had no problem with him whatsoever. I even uh, pulled a couple pranks on him. I'll tell you about those a little bit later uh, in another episode. But, uh, and he was a good sport about it. He was just mellow, friendly. But then these two guys come in and uh, they decide that they wanted to pick a fight. That's the reason why they came in there. And so where's the easiest place to pick a fight in, in most bar situations? The pool table. And, uh, cause I ran across the reason why I'm thinking about this is because I ran across this video, really, really old video where a guy went around bars in Australia asking what's the easiest way to get in a fight in Australia. And 
I couldn't understand most of them. I can under, I I don't have any problem with the Australian accent, but a drunk Australian accent couldn't understand a damn word most of them were saying. Yeah, but if anybody is listening in Australia, uh, you have a beautiful country, and you have given uh, uh, given America a lot of uh, great actors and actresses. Ivan Strahovski is my favorite. Um, I have nothing against Australia, but I'm just saying. Uh, this was a really old video, and I couldn't understand a damn word uh, a drunk Australian was saying. So, anyway, in my bar, the the best place to get into a fight was the pool table. Because you get a little couple drinks in you, and then all of a sudden you start to disagree on a shot. You're like, oh, well, but didn't hit the wall first, or uh, it hit my ball, or, uh, you know, just a bunch of ridiculous things like that and all of a sudden one guy uh got in the other guy's face i immediately walked over and uh stood at the pool table and said we got a problem here boys and they uh, they said oh, look this guy's um messing with me on the pool table and uh he was talking about the regular that i told you was a pretty mellow guy and the the mellow uh the regular mellow guy he he was just standing his ground he wasn't raising his fists he just wasn't moving and I said, listen, you guys have a problem with the pool table. You can leave right now. I have no problem with you guys leaving. And that got him to back off a little bit. And truthfully, I looking back on it right now. I should have tossed him out right then and there. But I didn't. And they decided they finished off their uh, their game. I guess they just decided on you know a fair call or something like that. I thought it, everything was going be, gonna to be okay. But then all of a sudden they started to square off again. And uh, one of them all of a sudden slapped the mellow guy in the face and ran right out the door like a uh, like a chicken. I mean, it just ran. And the mellow guy just stood there going, what the hell? He just slapped me. And the, uh, I uh, on my way out the door, his uh, the his buddy that he was with uh, wanted to fight me. And I looked at him, uh, looked at him. I said, you got to leave right now, because like I've told you guys before, my Harley guys were right behind me. All I had to do was say kill and the Harley guys would have done it. And uh, the he kind of strutted out the door, but his friend was already in the car. Car started out of the parking lot saying, come on, come on, come on. And he's just like, wait, what the fuck? I got grabbed the phone and I stood there and debated for a few minutes calling the cops. I had the guy's license plate. I stood there and debated for a few minutes and I thought, nah, they're gone. They won't be in any trouble anymore. So uh, I came back in and I asked my regular, are you okay? And he's all like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And so that was pretty much it. Um, but... Things don't always go that easy for every bartender. Uh, one night, it was my night off. Uh, I was hanging out at a, um, my friend's bar with uh, with a friend of mine, and we knew a whole bunch of people that were in that bar. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, one of the guys at the bar uh, that was a customer at the time uh, gets a phone call on his phone, and uh, it was his girlfriend who worked at a yet another bar across the street. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, I'll be all right. I'll be right there. And uh, so he 
quickly says to me, there's a fight over at Paradise, and I uh, and Trish is in trouble. And I said, I'll, I'll go with you, and told told my friend what was going on as we ran over to Paradise. And uh, we walk in there, bottles broken everywhere. The window, the door, uh, the door was cracked. Uh, the window on the door was cracked. And, uh, but the guys uh, that were involved were already gone. They split, ran. And uh, sh- uh, our friend Trish was uh, behind the bar crying, shaking. And uh, we're, so I, uh, I said, well, calm her down. And I looked at his, uh, looked at her boyfriend and I said, well, calm her down, dude. And so he, uh, he went and calmed her down a little bit. And I, uh, uh, I didn't work at paradise anymore at that time, but I, you know, Trish is still a friend. And so I offered to help her get things. I guess what happened, she told me, and just like she told the cops, cause the cops almost stopped me cause I was running to the bar and they thought that I was, uh, running back to the scene of the crime. But, uh, uh, as they're trying to stop me, I said, there's trouble over at paradise grill. Let's go, 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 go. And so they followed me over there, but, uh, she told me first that the guys that call themselves the wrecking crew, uh, I guess it was the name, uh, what the local high school called their football team, which none of these guys were a part of the football team. They were just guys, uh, meatheads that like to work out a lot and uh, hang out in the clubhouse, talk about getting into fights, talk about lifting. And if they couldn't find somebody to beat the crap out of uh, nearby, they beat the shit out of each other. It, uh, they were that stupid. And that's what kind of happened that night at Paradise. They just all of a sudden started shoving each other around, where and then they started swinging at each other. One of them ran behind the bar, started grabbing bottles like, an old, like in an old Western movie, and started beating... Uh, are beating on people on the top of the head with uh, bottles. I'm sure they all realized that it's not like in the movies where you just take a bottle and whack somebody over the head. Uh, no, bottles hurt. I mean, um, probably most of you guys know that it is difficult as shit to break a Crown Royal bottle. One of these days, try it. Uh, go uh, When you empty out a Crown Royal bottle and uh, try to break it because uh, those are very stout bottles. But also, they don't have a good handle on it, so most people wouldn't grab that to swing it at anybody. So they go for the tall bottles, like uh, Stolish and I, the Jack Daniels, um, or you know something with a long uh, neck on it. But uh, most, most liquor bottles, they don't just go crash. They go bang, bang, crunch, and... Uh, you could really do some serious damage to a person before you do any damage to a bottle. And so that's pretty much what happened uh, to Trish that night. She had, uh, had to deal with uh, these over amped uh, idiots that uh, just decided to get into a fight that night. And as soon as they realized uh, that she'd called the cops, they bolted. And the cops couldn't really do anything because there was no ID, no proof, no video footage. So the, all they could do was just take her statement and then be on their way. And even though we knew exactly uh, in that town who were the guys that were uh, pull that kind of crap. Now, uh, that brings me to uh, 
little situation that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to bartenders and servers is shell shock or post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know, we uh, bartenders and servers, we do get that. It's um, when PTSD uh, is usually talked about mostly with people that serve in the military, serve in uh, police, uh, victims of uh, horrendous crimes. And, but uh, it can also happen in a bar and a restaurant. And you, it, all it takes is just one bad night. I'm sure the customers all around the world that have never been worked in the restaurant industry don't think about that sort of thing. They go to their regular nine to five jobs and think, "Oh, that was a bad day. I had to deal with this most unruly person that uh, couldn't understand that you can't buy a car while you're looking for a refinancing loan on your house. You can't do that." Oh, what a shitty day. Nobody could have a worse day than me. I'm not not I'm not at all talking down about people that uh, work in the home loan industry. Those people uh, deal with some really serious stress just because they deal with a huge amount of money. But when uh a bar- bartender server gets a bad night where somebody gets hurt, somebody gets uh uh or they get hurt or their job is uh, their job is on the line because most bartenders and servers their jobs are constantly on the line, just for things like uh, you were short on your till, or you forgot to restock uh, the napkins. You uh, all the way up to there was a huge fight, furniture was broken, somebody had to go to the hospital. Hopefully, not the bartender or server, and that truthfully can leave a mark on you and it makes it would make it difficult it does make it difficult based on my somewhat experience the stuff that used to happen while I was on shift I I never considered it to be horrible some people might think it's oh my god oh, oh dear god uh, how did you get through that but uh, I am just because of the way I am I never think anything's as serious as it actually is but it's all about building a top or uh, t- building a thick skin. You can't let things bother you. But sometimes things do get through, and that causes stress. That causes anxiety. And you're uh, like Trish. She dealt with that for quite a while, afraid something like that was going to happen again. Uh, my friend Shannon, she had uh, sh- she's told me about some epic fights that she's uh, had to dealt with in the eighties and she, you know, still was a bartender all through the nineties and part of two thousands. Uh, but you, you'd kind of develop a thick skin and it's, you kind of do it in my worthless opinion as a, um, kind of to calm the customers down. I mean, uh, I think Captain Picard said it best on star Trek when, uh, it was an episode where him and Dr. Crusher were linked. They could read each other's thoughts through this little dealy bob in the back of their neck. And, you know, they were trying to figure out where they're going. But uh, all of a sudden, Dr. Crusher realized, you don't know where we're going. And Captain Picard full-on admitted to her, sometimes 
a captain has to give the air that he knows what he's doing in order to make other people feel, make the rest of his crew and other people feel comfortable. That's what a bartender has to do in order to keep customers. Because things like that, uh, a big old fight happens in your bar, that can scare away customers and make you lose money. But if you kind of just roll with the punches with it, the customers go, oh, okay, it wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe it doesn't happen that often. So, yeah, we'll come back tomorrow. And for me, just watching, you know, the the couple of fights that I had to deal with, it sharpened my eyes a little bit better Where to the point where I didn't trust certain moments happening at the, uh, at the pool table. Because I'm sorry, ladies, but the top two reasons... Ladies, you made the top two reasons of why there's a fight that happens in the bar. Uh, number one is the pool table. Number two, uh, there's a woman involved. The guy's uh, guy boyfriend gets jealous, or uh, some guys are you know guys trying to play alpha male and try to get this girl's attention, and uh, then he thinks, oh, all I have to do is just beat the crap out of this guy, and then that girl will completely fall in love with me. I have never seen that work. Just two guys all of a sudden getting rushed out of the bar, one of them with a bloody nose, one of them with a black eye, getting put into a cop car. The girl didn't, you know, run out and say, oh, yell to the cops, don't take him, I love him! And no, the it, in fact, it usually scared the crap out of the girl. But uh, you got to develop a thick skin for that sort of thing. And as I'm standing there and I'm watching the pool table, there were some nights where I'm like, oh, crap. This guy's getting a little bit on edge. This guy's getting a little bit excited. I got an idea. I called the police non-emergency line from uh, the the local local police. And I said, listen, um, I got some guys that are getting a little bit overexcited on my bar. Uh, could I get a walkthrough, please? And when you request a walkthrough, if there's a police officer available, which I never had a problem with, there was always one available. Uh, the police officer just comes in, walks in, says hi to you, and then people notice the badge, people notice uh, the car, and people automatically calm down. In fact, some people even leave. It can, uh, Depending on the time and night that you do this, it could kill your business for the rest of the night. So... If at all possible, save it for the end of the night when people are, are you know, people have a couple drinks in them and uh, they're a little bit overexcited. Uh, but I saw at the pool table this got one guy that I considered a decent guy. I uh, mostly was friendly to him because I was probably, I, truth being told, I was kind of standing in line waiting for his girlfriend, even though nothing ever happened. I don't think I even talked to his girlfriend. But uh, he was getting a little overexcited uh, uh, about the pool game, started shouting a lot. So I called and got a walkthrough, and the police officer came in and just stood there. And I stood there and BSed with him, told him a couple dirty jokes. And eventually uh, everybody said, okay, yeah, good game. Anthony, we all settled up? And I said, yeah, you're, we're all cool. Have a good night. And they left quietly, and uh, the police officer turned and looked at me and said, I can see why you want to be here. And I said, yeah, they're getting a little overexcited, and I was worried I couldn't, uh, wouldn't be able to handle it. And he, uh, it was either call you now uh, before something started or call you and uh, uh, ambulance 
and uh, a little bit later. It's, you know, and he, he appreciated that I called him now. So, you know, it was one less thing that he really had to worry about. And, you know, cause cops, they got a lot of stuff they got to worry about And but that's all I'm going to say, uh, say about that. I have seen or heard stories from other bartenders though, where they said that they went home and full on started crying as soon as they got home, their nightly routine was go home, grab themselves a beer out of the refrigerator, sit down in front of the TV and watch the nanny. And that there have been nights where just all of a sudden, all the crap that happened to him at the bar that night, just beat the living shit out of him. And they just start bawling their eyes out. And, uh, I'm using very generic, uh, a very generic means right now, because yes, it does happen to both men and women. Cause there are, have been instances or incidents at the bar where, uh, you know, anybody is going to break and but the key is they know you can't show it in front of the customers you can't uh it's you know yeah you can you can show emotion behind the bar but do you really want to uh that in my case no uh um, whenever i like somebody tried to pick a fight with me start yelling at me threatened to kick my ass and most of the time after i had the situation resolved I started yawning as if I was tired and it, it was, it wasn't a fake yawn. It was just a knee jerk reaction. It's like, <sighs> okay, so what else, what else we got to do tonight? Who else needs a drink? And that's just my, I guess it was just my way of dealing with it. It's not like, you know, fighting gives me narcolepsy or something like that. That would be funny though. Uh, the guy th- pulls back a punch and all of a sudden the guy goes, Oh, bump falls asleep right then and there and he hasn't even thrown a punch yet that would be interesting uh anybody ever seen that in a movie before <laughs> uh, another night uh that um my friend barb had to go through uh, um i was off once again that night and uh i'm just standing playing some video poker with shannon and uh all of a sudden barb comes rushing back inside boston screaming give me the fucking phone and I'm, what the hell's going on? Okay, the story, as the story goes, the the parts that I can put together that both parties agreed on. Apparently, a guy and a girl went home together one night. The girl ended up really, get, uh, was really into the guy, but the guy wasn't into the girl all that much. And uh, he was trying to, you know, get her away from him because she, uh, he, I guess he ghosted her. And so she's like, how come you don't call me? How come you don't do this? How come you don't do that? Um, and he was trying to just get away from her. He, you know, to the point where he walked outside and they paced the entire parking lot, which granted the uh, parking lot of Boston's wasn't all that, uh, wasn't all that big, but still it was some distance that they covered. And during that time, uh, according to people watching, all of a sudden she started screaming, come on, hit me, hit me. I know you want to hit me. Just hit me. Just hit me once. And uh, she just kept egging him on, egging him on. So, And finally, he just all of a sudden said, fine. Reached back and clocked her. Little did he know, there were four, maybe five other guys in the wings waiting him, waiting for him to do that. And they all jumped him immediately. And 
Uh, one guy got him in the face. Once he was down, the other guys kept kicking him in the gut. And once they realized that the damage they did was done, they all split uh, and left the guy unconscious in, in the parking lot. By this time, Barb had already called the cops. The cops were on their way. The cop, uh, we, we went outside. We turned him on. Uh, we turned him on his side to see see the damage because he was on his face, and you could actually watch the side of his face swell up. It was interesting, kind of cool, but uh, it's only cool because it didn't happen to me. But uh, as we're trying to uh, get the information of what the hell just happened. Because uh, the girl was over on the side crying with her face all red, and he was on the ground with his face swelling. And the cops pulled up, and they called an ambulance. And basically, uh, when the guy got up, he's just all of a sudden ready to fight again. I guess he didn't realize that the police were standing right there, so he started challenging anybody that was standing in front of him. And uh, I said, dude, dude, calm the fuck down. Because uh, he knew who I was, uh, I'd served him before, and he all of a sudden this other guy was just uh, uh, all of a sudden like, "What? You want some? Come on, come and get it!" And I said, "Dude, cops are right there. Do you want a part of that too? Because he's already going. Actually, he may go to the hospital first, but uh, but that that was uh, that was an interesting night, and Barb handled it like a pro. I mean, uh, you know she." little nerve uh nerve wracked because you know she hates when things like that happen back when i used to bartend when things happen where you have to call the police you automatically get put on the list by the liquor control commission and the odds of them doing a sting on you the percentage rate goes way up now uh i'm sure a lot of you know uh what the liquor control commission stings are they tr- they try to send in somebody underage they can't use a fake id because uh i do believe that is entrapment but they send somebody with a uh that is a minor and uh have them try to order a beer and i told you about that a couple episodes ago where it happened to uh one of the guys that i work with at paradise and so you got to be on your game for a couple months and well all of us bartenders and servers are always on our game, but uh, you got to make sure, you know, even uh, that you know that person. And if you definitely, uh, and if you have the slightest inclination in your head that you don't know that person, you got to check their ID no matter what. Anyway, people, let's get to the music portion of the Saturday episode of Hey Bartender podcast. I love, uh, bringing in independent artists and uh, playing their music for you people. There's so much great music out there, can't you? Uh, and you guys just don't understand. It's just the tip, and I am I just am cracking the service and finding so much good stuff. However, this week I'm bringing back yet again an artist that I've gotten to know ever so slightly. I met her while I was wandering through SeaTac Airport. She was playing in front of the Sub Pop Records store, and I just love the way she sounded. And I walked over and talked to her for a little bit. And I have been a big supporter of this girl because she's got so much talent. And uh, I mean, I'm really hoping that she really, uh, really makes it big. She 
is already well on her way. She's got over 250,000 downloads on her last single from Spotify. And so this time, I am bringing back Abigail Nielsen with her brand new single, Left Unsaid. Starts look straight ahead, your head's down. What's happening? You got lost inside my head. I fell in love with words left unsaid. One look and I turn red. That one look is where I met you. Haven't said a word yet. I fell in love with words left unsaid. So years go by, and everything. Once again, that was Abigail Nielsen with her single, Left Unsaid. If you want to hear that single some more, get on Spotify or Apple Music. You can easily find it there. Check out all of her other music, too. She's got some great stuff out there. She's real country. uh, They're calling her uh, country pop star. 
and I think she's just got loads of talent. She uh, can easily get up there and uh, compete with any of the other people that are uh, in music nowadays easily. She's also really friendly. If you run, if you happen to go through SeaTac Airport and you uh, you see her, tell her, "Hey, bartender says, says hi," and she'll, yeah, she might remember who I am. <laughs> anyway, go check her out. So anyway, we get back to the whole shell shock, uh, uh, PTSD while working behind the bar. Uh, your customers, in, uh, wherever you work, probably don't ever understand what we have to put up with and what we go through. They think that our job consists of taking an order, putting the order in, getting the food, bringing the food out, and then cleaning up the table. Uh, And we all sit back and we all know that that's not true. We're also glorified babysitters for adults. Uh, And, you know, we, uh, a lot of us don't get paid uh, enough to deal with fights. We don't get, uh, paid enough to deal with uh, customers uh, complaining about every little damn thing, and besides, you know, uh, one uh, one type of customer that absolutely drives me crazy is the customer that yells at the server that their food order was slightly wrong. And sure, the server will agree with you, and the server will uh, uh, cr- uh, try to correct that as soon as possible, but they go completely off on the server as if they were the one that cooked it. No, they weren't the one that cooked it. And should you even go off on the person who's, who did cooked it? No, because they have dozens upon dozens of orders all at the same time. And it's tough to keep up with. You know, you have to commend it. You commend your uh, cooks because, you know, like being a bartender, You've got all these ingredients that you've got to put in to make it just right. And it, um, then they have to deal with things like, uh, is the meat cooked well enough so that they don't uh, get sick off of it? Or, you know, oops, I forgot you wanted mashed and you didn't want a baked potato. You know, uh, they, it's, uh, they, but they've got the kitchen behind them and, uh, I highly doubt that anything would ever happen like in the movie Once Upon a Time in Mexico where, you know, Johnny Depp just all of a sudden walks into the kitchen and uh, corrects the universe by shooting the cook. God, I hope that never happens because uh, that that would freak me out bad. But um, bartender servers, let's all sit back and agree. We all deal with some pretty unruly shit when it comes to uh, customer complaints. Sure, we do have some awesome customers. Uh, they probably do outweigh the, uh, the bad customers. I mean, really sit back and think about it. Uh, how many good customers do you have, good regulars, uh, compared to the bad, uh, the bad regulars or a bad customer that you get? Do you average maybe one bad customer a day, every couple days, a week? I mean, compared to uh, that one guy that got, gets off work and insists after three uh, three shots of scotch, standing on top of the bar and saying, everybody, I've got a joke. All of a sudden, he's got a Scottish accent, don't know where it came from, and he tells the same damn joke every day. Uh, uh, something about uh, you fuck one sheep and you're a sheep fucker for life. Anyway, uh, but you, know, you, you just have to sit back and think you have some good moments uh, a lot of the time. 
Which also uh, brings something up before I call last call. Uh, I've been watching this thing on uh, TikTok or, well, all over social media. The Venmo Challenge. Now, what the Venmo Challenge is, for you people that don't know, is uh, somebody sets up a Venmo account and asks all of their followers uh, to donate a quarter, 50 cents, whatever you feel like. And when it gets up to a certain dollar amount or when a certain amount of time has passed, they gather up all that money, go to a restaurant, and uh, tip whatever they received on that Venmo account to the uh, to the server that served them that night. I, me, Anthony, the dude, Bart- Hey Bartender Podcast, I want to do that because I see these faces that these servers get when they receive this uh, cash tip money, and uh, some of the some of the stories are like today. I saw one where a woman's like, "I'm going for an operation next week. This will take care of everything," and that's got to make you feel good. And then there was this other video where the the woman got a uh, got a stack of cash, and she's like, "I can't keep this for myself." And so she told the person with the camera, come with me. And then she uh, divvy out some of the cash to every single one of her coworkers. That's got to be a great feeling. I want to have that feeling. So be watching on Hey Bartender Podcast social media accounts, Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. I will be starting a Venmo account here in the very near future, probably beginning of next month, where... I want to do that. I want to do the Venmo challenge through Hey Bartender podcast and make a server or bartender's day. That's just all I want to do. So that being said, last call, people. Last call for alcohol. Uh, Come on up to the bar because I'm not walking out there. So uh, once again, uh, thank you so much to uh, people, uh, all my friends that uh, help me with these stories that I talk about every single episode. Uh, I'd like to thank all the listeners for listening to me drone on about all this stuff. Thank you so much, Abigail Nielsen, for allowing me to promote your music whenever possible. You are such a talented, talented woman, and I cannot wait to see uh, after all of this, I'm sure after all this COVID uh, quarantine, all this crap, maybe when 2020 is over and we can put put all this shit behind us, uh, we can start seeing you playing live in like uh, arenas and coliseums and stuff like that because you've got s- such a huge talent and uh, it's too bad you're half my age, really. Uh, but uh, let's let's not go there. Um, I'm going to leave that in there on purpose because, I th- one, I think it's funny, but uh, two, it's the honest truth also like to thank Basement Bartender for allowing me to steal, whether he knows it or not, a drink recipe off his Instagram page. If you want to see more stuff from him, go to Basement underscore Bartender on Instagram. He's got a lot of great drink recipes going there. If you want to uh, look for a cool drink special, get on Instagram and start following other bartenders. It's a great way to do it. And, uh, you know, him being from Vancouver, B.C., you know, it's uh, that makes it even cooler because yeah, I got listeners all over the world, and it's scary. And people are actually listening to me in different countries. I really hope you guys aren't uh, really hoping to learn English off me because your speech is going to be full of ands and ums and 
uh, swearing, uh, probably. But, you know, I appreciate all my listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, let's get the business out of the way once again. Uh, help support Hey Bartender Podcast. Head on over to uh, www.heybartenderpodcast.com and check out the selection of t-shirts I got in there. Uh, listen to past episodes or current episodes of Hey Bartender Podcast. Help support the show. Pick up a t-shirt today. Also, uh, www.bartendersowncoffee.com. If you are in the need of some morning wake-up juice, go to www.bartendersowncoffee.com. They've got a huge selection of different coffees, novelty mugs, and coffee machines. Go to www.bartendersowncoffee.com today. Remember to use promo code HEYBARTENDER at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. So anyway, people, that's it for tonight. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Well, hopefully you're already home. Maybe you're in the car. I don't know. But, you know, uh, I, I got to quit while I'm ahead. As usual, people, I just have to tell you all, like I say every episode, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got 